It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Keeping Current with Kansas City. The usual two, Daniel Sperry from the KC Star and other places, which you do not need to elaborate so much on this time. And oh, okay. Thad Bell from the Blue Testament. Uh, Mr. Sperry's way out in LA today, so it's been a little struggle yeah. to get our our timing correct, but it's we're together and we're going to talk about the current and last game injury next game. I guess we just start with the last game. What do you think, man? Uh, man, that, that that's the type of playoff win that sometimes when like, it's just not quite going your way. Um, you need moments like that. Like, you know, I think obviously the offense lost a little bit when Claire came out. Um, I just don't think, you know, it's, it's a jarring thing to have that happen on the field. Um, I think you can see this watching, if you watch the NFL, if you watch other soccer around the world when players go off with like big injuries like that, um, it really shocks the team. And the problem with the, the, the hard part there for the current is like, you know, they, all they had really was a hydration break to kind of like like shock themselves back into it like there was no halftime no opportunity for them to go to the locker room like take a deep breath collect like they still really had to go right back out into the middle of it and so kind of lost their way there in the second half but to force the turnover in the way they did to Lolero so high up the field and the give and go with Levanta was fantastic the pass from Levanta is not getting enough credit I mean a little no look flick around the corner of the defender um Laura put the ball right where she needed to Kate Alfava in the right spot at the right time. Uh, she was the one who made that trailing run. I don't know if the ball gets to anyone else beyond her there. So 
she's the one who made the run, smacked it home and got her first career goal. And it's uh, really, I mean, we can talk a lot about the injury in this podcast. It's going to have a good amount of uh, good amount to do with what goes on uh, on yes. Sunday in Seattle. But um, I, I, I am impressed with the way that this team just finds a way to make things happen. Um, it was not pretty. You look at the passing map, it wasn't great. The passing percentage was really low. Um, maybe a little bit of nerves, maybe a little bit of uh, what Houston was doing. Um, that's the first time they've played against Houston's uh, 4-3-3. That um, the head coach was not the head coach in the previous four matchups of the between the Kansas City Current uh, and the Houston Dash. So um, that is uh, a wrinkle that gets thrown into things and you're facing a coach and a tactician that comes from out of the league that you don't haven't known things you kind of learn a few things about them in that in that setup so i i thought they did really well um to get the result i don't think the result was pretty but this is a team that many times this year has found a way to win ugly games and found a way to win pretty games and i think that's um that's the mark of a pretty darn good team right absolutely uh, it's there's a lot of teams out there who would like to win dirty ugly and all that stuff KC wants to win any way they can. Sometimes it's pretty. Sometimes it's overwhelming offense. Sometimes it's, oh my God, how did they find a way to score that goal? Um, I, I do, I, I do think you're right. Going back to the comment that Low may not be getting enough credit for that pass, but I'm just going to call that the Lolo connection from now on. Mm-hmm. What do you Ooh, think? I like that Lolo. Yeah. Just keep um, it. It's it's not going to stay on the Lolo. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the. Uh, but I think Loera doesn't necessarily get enough credit for what she did. Mm-hmm. It wasn't her best game in that spot. Uh, she had some better games earlier in the year when she was filling in for Des. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've been, I think we've all been uh, Loera fans because how well she's played at every spot she's done and being a rookie, a little bit older rookie because of the, the COVID extra COVID year in, in college, but still, still a rookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yes. And uh, kind of trying to run through all the comments you made. Uh, yes, Houston is a very different team right now. And I don't know that I've ever seen a league have so many teams that are completely different at the end of the year than what they were at the beginning of the year. I, I mean, you get teams in MLS that are very different from the beginning to the end, you know, with a couple of players added or something like that. But I, I, I think like 10 out of 12 NWSL teams are not anything like they were at the beginning of the year, just between player ads, trades, coaches, fired, added, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's it's hard to like go back and look at the past to mean anything about the future right now mm-hmm. especially especially in that instance for sure uh, la Bogie, you know again we've both been fans of her to you know what she's brought to the team the attacking mindset the you know some creativity um she's flair basically she's got flair yeah she's Coming like like yeah. kind of like Pickett, except with more offensive ability and flair. I mean, you, you mm-hmm. put it well there so that she may not be the perfect prototypical 10 or whatever you want to call it. Cause she's been in both sides of the field. I'd like her better in the middle, but in the, in the midfield, but they don't have anybody that's going to be exactly like her. Mm-hmm. Even if they could bring Pickett back, that's not going to be anything like mm-hmm. her. How, what quickly, what do you think is going to make that? What, what do you, how do you think you would, if you, if it was up to you, let's go with that first. What do you think you would do? That's a hard thing. Um, 
there's I mean they they could change formation if they wanted to. Um, I don't know that I would do that uh, just because of the way this team is set up. You're really kind of changing the numbers in certain places. Um, do you want to go to a back four against a team like the rain that are firepower um, all over the place? I don't know if I want to do that. Um, so if I if it was up to me, if for some reason Matt Potter was not the head coach and it was me with my lack of you know my FIFA tactics here, um, I I, I gen, genuinely think that one of the there's two things you could do. CC Kaiser can drop to the midfield and take Lavoisier's spot, and you put on Elise Bennett um, up top. That that that's one that doesn't change a ton of personnel, changes a different look, adds a very different uh, player for the rain to have to deal with. Um, you know, we see at the moment she gets on the field every time just how physically imposing um, Bennett is, but she really is like not afraid to take people on the dribble. We've seen her take people on the dribble on the right hand side of the field and drive right at goal. Um, is it the does it? You know, it's not CC Kaiser's best spot where she's at her best um, at times and, do, and doing that either. Um, she kind of gets, she can get lost in this midfield the way it's set up. Um, but uh, the other option to me um, would be to keep the back three the way it was with Addison Merrick, um, keep Desi Scott and Alex Ware in the midfield and play uh, Lola Bonta as the 10. I think. There's a bit of uh, some fun flair we've seen from Lowe. Um, granted, she does a lot of work in ball progression and going back and forth there, but um, I think we've seen Alex has a decent ability in ball progression in that final third and, and, and the play that she made in the end. Yep. Um, she's a very good defensive presence. It would be a much higher position on the field for her to maybe take Lowe's spot in the midfield and in, in, in that role. But I think that's a lot of continuity. I do think Labonta this year has definitely shown that she has a little bit of flair to her, but she has uh, that there's the engine about her um, and like her drive to get things going um, that I think could really suit that number 10 role because she's constantly looking when she gets on the ball, she's constantly looking for where to go with it next. Um, it's in it, 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 she takes a touch, she looks up, she finds where she needs to go with the ball and she goes, whether it's her dribbling it there, whether it's her passing to a player that's open. And I think in a game like this against the rain, you've got to be decisive. You can't have um, somebody who hasn't been out there, um, you know, making these decisions uh, uh, that hasn't been out there making these decisions um, in, in this role. And I, that, that, that would be my fix for it, but I, I don't know. What, what do you, what say you? Mr. Tactician Thad Bell. Actually, I, I'm probably going to go very much along that same line. Um, if you have uh, a midfield three of Desi, Lowe, and Loera, it's it's basically almost like a sporting six and two eights with the way sporting plays a lot, which mm-hmm. when you're on the road against a high-powered team, you need people who are going to do the dirty work in the midfield and then take care of your opportunities when you get them. So you're going to need somebody like you're going to need CC up top. You're going to need Hammy up top. You're going to need Mace making those uh, overlapping runs to create stuff. And uh, I don't, I, I wouldn't start Bennett because you, if you start Bennett, you really have no impact player to bring off the bench if somebody goes down. So now you're, if you, if, if Bennett was yeah. on the field and Hammy pulled a hamstring, uh, now you don't have somebody to come in and replace her. So now you're scrambling to fill in another whole nother way of looking at things, which they've done really well this year, uh, changing up things throughout the game. 
uh, less so towards the end of the year, but uh, you know, you're, you have other options in the midfield. You can, you have Addie McCain who played some in early on, who hasn't seen much time lately. Um, Chardonnay Cran who comes in a lot of times in that role and does well, at least in the keeping things from being, uh, keeping things from getting worse. And she's actually contributed to uh, a couple of the goals that I, I can't, I don't know if she got an assist now. I don't want to say that, but she contributed to the events leading up to goals coming back a couple of times. Cause yeah. I've got a couple of great pictures of her celebrating. Cause it's mm-hmm. um, you know, jumping into the pile is awesome. Uh, One we didn't really mention is Chloe Legarzo, who at least got a little time with Australia lately, but has played zero minutes for the, for Kansas city. Yeah. I think that would be really dark horse. Be a dark horse. Um, those three, uh, I because I'm in LA, I got to I got to talk with Coach a little bit early on Wednesday. I didn't have full idea of what was going on with the injury, but um, and obviously, I think we we all could have seen that she was going to be out regardless for this match, right. um, based on how that injury went. And those were the three names that he brought up. Um, I'm interested to see this is just another idea here um, is that Izzy Rodriguez has been pretty good as a left, as a, as a left wing back. Um, she's a natural left footer. She's got incredible service off yep. that side. And is pretty creative getting forward. Does he throw Haley Mace forward? Um, like he does at times when they're trailing and he needs to get there and say, Haley, you're going to be much further forward today. Um, have fun, go at it, get the ball, go at goal dish. Um, and use your speed to eliminate defenders one-on-one. And, you know, that's a that's another wrinkle that I think could be thrown in there. Do I believe he's going to do that? I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not in there, but uh, sometimes coaches like to throw out a bunch of opportunities and keep the one that they really want to use hidden. And that was one that he didn't mention. So I'm curious to see how he would do that. I do think Mace's 1v1 defending, um, especially against an attack like that, um, is going to be really useful along the back line. So I'd be really shocked to see that, but I'm just, I'm just throwing out another one into the, into the, the thought, the thought, uh, the thought bubble here. And when, like I said earlier, earlier throughout the year, they've been pretty good about, you know, changing up the formation with, as they bring in a different player, as the game state changes, they've been pretty good about it. I, I think they've been less good about it at the last, at the end of the season. But if I was him, I would actually have about seven formations drawn up with who's playing where and mm-hmm. literally would start the game yelling number two and have them change formation just to mess with the rain. Um, <laughs> and cause I don't think Laura Harvey is as good a in-game tactician as she is a get them prepared tactician from my having watched her in the old days that she may have greatly improved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But back when I was closely watching the NWSL when FC Kansas City was here, which there's there is that history with uh, Kansas City and Laura Harvey too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is her third time winning the Shield as a coach, having and has never won the championship because they uh, faced Kansas City twice, those other two times, <laughs> 2014 and 2015, and mm-hmm. the uh, both of those was uh, a loss to FC Kansas City, coached by Vlako Andonovsky. Yep. We wrote an article about that one, uh, about that matchup and just the history behind it uh, as a fun teaser for for people, for 
those who maybe have tuned in now to the Kansas City Current maybe don't understand the history behind it. I certainly wasn't, I, I mean, I knew FCKC won titles, but I wasn't that tuned into yeah. it. So um, when when I was looking at some of the, the background and all these matchups, I was, uh, this is a little, oh, okay, this is kind of fun here. So I I am, uh, I, I think that, that history is going to kind of be a fun added storyline to everything that's going to be going on in the, what's going to be a very massive game uh, on Sunday. Which, whichever way that goes. Yeah. Um, and so looking at the current as they are today, as they are currently, they are not as deep as a lot of other teams. They have a lot of good players. I won't even say they're starting 11. Now, normal starting mm-hmm. 11 is as deep as a lot of these other teams that they routinely play well or beat. But they have just done it in a, such a way that you know, the teamwork, the, the never say die attitude, all of that, you know, and you have different heroes coming up every other week, you know, Kate DeFalva. I mean, I talked to her a couple of weeks before that and cause she was kind of like an unsung hero. And all of a sudden she comes up with the big goal yeah. and her first professional goal. And if you had like a dark horse, uh, uh, you know, like somebody who's going to come out of nowhere and score a goal and to win this game, who would it be? <laughs> That's a hard one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Can I... uh, No, you can't stall because we don't have only... We only have a couple days. Okay, you... If I... Can I go with 80 French? No, I'm just kidding. That's a... That'd be a real dark horse. How about uh how about desi scott getting a goal uh she hasn't scored yet this year um you know i know i'm sure the red card probably weighed on her a little bit uh and and dealing with the moment uh that that you know could she have maybe have missed an opportunity to play in the postseason um like that um you know as she's at the later stages of her career that that probably aided her a little bit Sunday provides a little opportunity for her to maybe get some redemption a little bit. So I'll go with Desi Scott. If if you're giving me a dark horse, who the heck is going to show up and score the goal and this one for the current, maybe I'll go with Desi Scott. I'll go with whoever plays on the back line. That isn't normally there. Addison Merrick. (laughs) (laughs) Addison Um, Merrick. Izzy Rodriguez. Whoever it is. Somebody like that. Um, With... One of the the, the storylines going into the game against Houston was that neither team really had a lot of playoff experience. I mean, you had a few players here and there. You know, um, Hammy was the only the the healthiest, most experienced playoff player for the current. The Houston only had a couple. Also, now that Kansas City has some of those nerves out of the way, 
they have that experience in front of a big crowd, hostile, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't the friendly kumbaya crowd. Um, mm-hmm. It was, it was definitely more hostile and rain has been sitting back doing nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they've been training their talented team, but now is that going to play into it in some way you think? It might, but at the same time, you've got a, a coach that's been through it a lot. Um, you've got a coach, you've got a players like Megan Rubino who have played in the largest moments uh, period in the sport. Um, and I, I think it, there's a lot of players on that team too who are very, very good players and have experienced some pretty large matches in Europe as well. So I, I would say I wouldn't surprise me that maybe maybe do the current come out really hard um, in that first 10, 15 minutes and shock the rain a little bit. I could see that happening. Um, I I feel like the rain are a team though that maybe I wouldn't. I, there's too much experience, I think, with them um, that I feel kind of negates that. Um, you trust teams that have high level experience to know that, you know, when the lights turn on the brightest, um, it's time to go. Um, and they can get themselves up for that moment every single time. And I think I think the rain have a lot of those players who have been in that situation. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe the current start off a little hot. However, I, I I would I would be shocked if it shocked the rain so hard that they didn't uh, you know turn into who we expected them to be. No, no, and I don't really truly mean it that way, but it. Um... I would actually almost think it's the other way that the rain will come out super hard to begin with. And if the current withstand that, then the momentum shifts a little bit. I expect the rain to outshoot Kansas city two to one, you know, maybe three to one. Uh, But a lot of them be blocked. A lot of them, you know, go wide, go high, be saved by AD. And then Kansas city, if they're on, they will score one out of every three chances, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, even though they're not super clinical when they're on, they, they score. But I just want to look back to last year, for example, the two teams that had a buy was oil rain and Portland thorns. Portland was the shield winner last year. Both of them lost to lower seeds coming in on coming mm-hmm. into their houses and beating them. Uh, Washington, who was the ultimate winner and Chicago mm-hmm. both came in and beat the, those teams that had that buy. Yeah. Yeah. And it can happen. Welcome to the NWSL where that parity makes that difference between, even if you look at the end of the season table, the current were four points behind the rain. I mean, goal differential might tell some different stories. Um, But I mean, that's a, that that's a, that's a tight table, man. And those are teams that are very close to each other. And, and just having that playoff game under your belt and the never die attitude sort of thing may, may, may make it easier to overcome them. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. And I know we said earlier that we can't really look back at how much, how the teams were because they're such different teams, but both games this season against the rain were one zero games uh, mm-hmm. current in Seattle uh, in, I think may they were missing a lot of players mm-hmm. because of COVID mm-hmm. Potter wasn't there because of COVID they were mm-hmm. outshot like, you know, 18 to three or something like that. And, you know, they lost one zero here Mm -hmm. in Kansas city. Again, they were not, I don't think they were full, uh, compliment because of the current were only missing at that point. Uh, I was, I just have, I had the lineup from that match, like set up here. The current were without Scott, right. 
the rain were the ones that were a little shorthanded with yeah. all the players out with the U.S. Women's National Team at the CONCACAF W Championships, too. And they, they had, like, a fairly even amount of shots. I, I think the rain still outshot them maybe by one or two, but it was pretty even. The rain outshot them, uh, let's see, it was seven, 19 to 17. Yeah. Um, the, they had uh, – the current still had more shots on target. Um, and this is the interesting one in that match, though, um, was that the uh, – the expected goals, if you look at that game, the current, like, the current chances that they had in that game, it was like, I think the expected scoreline might have been from expected goals was like three to nothing, which is insane uh, because that means you had a ton of chances. A lot of teams will end up outscoring um, their expected goal mark when they convert their chances like that. So that is, uh, that, that was a, a pretty dominant match. Um, for the current at, at home, especially from like the 30th minute on, they got the water break. They made a quick tactical um, uh, switch and the current just throttled the rain for the rest of the match. The, um, I think in that game also, Kansas City scored fairly early, like 18th, yeah. 20th minute. 18th uh, minute. It was a penalty too. Uh, it was yeah. the only goal. So they had tons of chances from the run of play, um, but the penalty was the one that they actually converted which is, is it kind of made me laugh a little bit. I was listening to um, uh, somebody else break down the game and they said the rain are far too experienced to give up penalties like all these other teams do against Kansas City. And I'm like, eh, maybe we should look at the last game. But <laughs> again, it wasn't their normal defenders. So yes, they did right. have a valid point in that, but it was still kind of a little funny comment to myself. All right. Uh, what else we need to talk about today, man? I know you're you got to get to LA. I mean, you're in LA. You got to get to doing stuff, have some yeah. fun, do some work. I, I don't know, man. I, you know, I think this is a, a another every, I feel like every single game for the last couple of weeks has been, all right, this is the biggest game in the club's history. And again, we're at the point where it this is. is the biggest, this is the biggest game in club's history. Um, once again. So, um, you know, it's going to be a fun, fun match. You got to tune in on CBS sports um don't worry the chiefs are going to be losing to the 49ers later in the day anyway so uh just, just turn on that game and set, save yourselves from watching uh christian mccaffrey run all over your kansas city chiefs defense and uh enjoy watching the kansas this is city the wrong current. pod dude i know is it's not not the wrong it's the right audience the wrong maybe you have too many people who are going to be paying attention to the chiefs keep it on keep it on the current yeah it, going it's back massive. to you saying about the 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 biggest game and all that it was kind of funny because i was thinking like the biggest goal scored in kansas city current history has now been scored by kate del fava yeah who has one goal that's that it's that goal <laughs> <laughs> it's um it, it is like you know it is history setting and i don't know if they they realize it as much as like some of us sitting outside of it look at it as you know <laughs> we got to have a different perspective like you know, I have that FC Kansas City history, but mm -hmm. in my mind, it's one franchise or one club, yeah. but in NWSL minds, it's a completely different club. So it has new records, new mm -hmm. firsts, new all that. So that's why I'll very carefully say the Kansas City Currents first this or first that, yes. not Kansas City's first. Because yes. um, I, I still want to campaign for them getting the two stars from FC Kansas City, but... <laughs> Well, they kind of have a mixed it at a crest. Yeah, that's bullshit. Other, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've criticized other teams for having stars in their crest because that's bullshit. 
because they're mm-hmm. trying to like claim glory that they didn't have. If this is not the FC Kansas City, then they don't get two stars in their crest. If it is Kansas, FC Kansas City, then they get two stars above their crest. That's the way it works. So I want to campaign for that. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, the only other one thing I really just want to touch on real quick is U17 women's national team just lost in the World Cup on penalties to Nigeria. And again, there was kind of a bogus VAR call that did you did you get a chance to see any of it? I have not seen any of it. So uh, Nigeria was awarded a penalty kick for <laughs> a foul that happened outside the box. Mm. The ball was outside the box. The Nigerian player was outside the box, had just come out of the box. And a US player fighting for the ball so the ball was like kind of on the line but not inside the box maybe because it was inside the box and it wasn't fully out i don't know but it just seemed a little bogus but that ended their run which they've never done well at the u17 world cup anyway so they have not any last words do we do we want to do predictions or are we running away from that didn't weren't we both right last time yeah i think i think we might have both said two one two or so yeah i think we were uh i think we did i don't i i don't really pay that much attention to what i say about predictions because i know how (laughs) bullshit they are but it's still kind of fun to like do it once write them down no (laughs) i don't write them down uh soccer soccer so turns on one good call one bad call one fluke bounce you know (laughs) it's like um but since you brought it up what is your prediction Okay, um, I'll say say this game goes to penalties. I can't. I can't decide the winner. I think it's. I think it's going to be an even game. It's going to be a long game. Yeah, I would not be surprised if it did that either. Um, both keepers are so good, and I've actually been very impressed with um, the Reigns keeper. Alan Tillis Joyce. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to like decide if I wanted to say her name because I knew I was going to screw it up. But no, I, I've been I was very impressed with her all year. I, both of them were worthy candidates for um, keeper of the year. By the way, did you vote for your the NWSL awards? I did. I did. And MLS awards, but this isn't an MLS podcast, so I don't get to rant about that. I did vote for the NWSL awards. Yeah, I think. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> hey, I, I will admit I voted for Potter and I voted for AD. So I did as well. I th- Potter was very well deserved. I think AD was more competitive, but I just yeah. let the Homer side of me take over on that vote. So, all right. I will, I don't want to copy you, but I will mirror what you said and go to penalties. And again, it'll be like the eighth penalty taken, and that'll be the that'll be the Izzy Rodriguez goal or something like that. So, what do you think? All right, let's we'll go with that. If if uh if I if I get that right, man, you you owe me a drink. Okay, iced tea. So it's really cool. And iced tea. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, thanks for joining me from LA. I will get this posted as soon as possible, and everybody keep current with keeping current yeah i gotta come up with a good out phrase but i can worry that more in a couple weeks when the season will be over we can like work on our future plans our good our good outros and intros yep (laughs) 
thanks everybody for listening and let us know what you think.